today we are going over the highlights from the Xbox and Bethesda E3 showcase, all after orbit. Howdy, and welcome to Gamer Loop Radio. Today, we are joined by a special community member from the GLN community, the Dad Panther. He's joining us today. How you doing, Hey, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be here. It looks good in here. I like, I like, I like what you've done with the place. Ah, welcome, welcome. I, I, I've been so excited. I know Sage has been excited since we first heard your voice oh, join stop it. in the Discord. Uh, we were like, yeah, yeah, we need this guy. <laughs> we need this guy to join us for an episode. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. But I'm excited. I'm super excited for uh, just being here and the opportunity. So let's do this. Sweet, sweet. Well, for, for many folks, I think you've joined probably within the last year. Um, so I don't know if how many folks have got a chance to actually meet you. So this would probably be a good opportunity for you to introduce yourself, kind of give them a little bit about yourself. You know, how'd you find us? How'd you find GLN? Uh, and what what uh, what do you like from our community? And, and why were you interested in, in you know, doing more uh, with us? Well, uh, my real name is Ron, and uh, I go by the Dad Panther. Um, I'm a content creator, you know, streamer, master of none. And I've, I've been vocal the last year or so, or maybe longer than that, but I've been... The first time I found Sage and found the community, Sage was under a different name, okay? So even his Instagram was a different name. So I found this channel and, and, and the whole community from a game, you might've heard of it, the Division series. And while watching Sage play the game, the, the thing that kept bringing me in was the, the morning show, the Good Coffee morning show. And it was like this little nook somewhere. It's almost like, it's almost like smell, feel vision. Like you can feel like how cozy it was, the environment, the conversation, like just, just everything that it was. But for me, I was lurking for years in the background. Like I would watch the streams and not say anything. Even if it was something where I'm like, it's a good time to say something like hi or good morning. I just wouldn't. So it wasn't until somewhat recently where I'm like, I've been more vocal, but that was the first time, you know, I've been introduced to uh, the community and to uh, what Sage has been doing. And so you joined back when he was Orangey. Yes, Sage. that's mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. No, that's been that's been a minute. Yeah, that's been a minute. Well, we're we're glad that you're uh you know participating more with the community. I mean, we love having folks you know raise their hand and want to do more. Um, so I'm really excited, really excited about that. Oh, same thing over here. Uh, yeah. But let's. But let's get into some of the news from from this year's E3. Again, this this year was all online, um, so we got a lot of virtual showcases. But the biggest one, I think, out of the entire week had to be the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Mm -hmm. Yep, they were the, uh, I want to say, the main event that everybody was looking at on that on that schedule that we all were eyeing for the last two weeks. Yeah, and they actually they brought they brought their game. I mean, I would love if Sony came back to give them us more news. You know, PlayStation or EA coming back, but I think it was a great move. Now, now that Xbox and Bethesda have partnered up, right? They're they're part of the same family. They brought a lot, a lot of good news, a lot of hype. The games that I didn't even know I I might be excited about. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, there was games that grabbed my attention. And I mean, I wish I got, you know, some gameplay on it, but just the, the feel of what E3 was, it felt, I want to say like, it wasn't the, the normal that we would see the, the, the fandom that is E3 in the past, but it had that feeling from the multiple festivals that we're getting on the game. But Xbox, it, the way their flow of everything was, was just smooth. It created a hype from one, one nugget of news to the next. Do you remember, I think it was maybe two or three years ago it might have must have been uh, sony's last e3 where they all they really showed was game after game after game after mm -hmm. game like there was no like random you know 
music interludes in between or shows. It was just straight up video games. That is what they basically yeah. did. And I think that's a good thing that they, you know, a good lesson learned. Like this, that's exactly what we want. We just want to know more about the games. You know, when are they coming? Who's making them? Surprise us. So they, I think that they did really good job. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's similar to how Sony does their state of play. Um, if you wanted more information, I can, I can feel like, well, oh man, I just wish I could know more, but it's, it's a completely different, it's similar, but it's a different format than what we kind of been seeing since the pandemic, which is a conversation about the devs and don't get me wrong, love for the devs, but they're having that, you know, that two, three minute monologue type of thing. And then you go into a trailer and then it's each conversation before and just the, the format, like the state of play and like what Xbox did which is just, we're going to give you the sizzle. It reminded me of being in a GameStop and you look up and there was just like trailers constantly playing and it always got, got your attention. Like you didn't even leave when you were supposed to. So I did really enjoy the flow of what Xbox was doing. Were there anything, I mean, are, are you an Xbox owner? Do you, do you play on Xbox? Yes. The only Xbox system I never purchased was Xbox One. It just didn't have the exclusive titles for me but i currently own an xbox series s okay so i've actually i've never owned an xbox most of the i mean i do have it i have game pass on pc so that's how i get my fix okay. for any you know xbox games but i've never owned it i've only played with my you know friends or roommates that had one but after the show it made me want to mm. go buy an xbox you're not the only one there was a lot of other people having the conversation as well um, but luckily, a lot of these games that they announced are coming to the PC through Game Pass or through the you know Microsoft Store. So really, I don't have nope. to. I, I'll just, I'll just actually, I just or you know bought a, a pre-built that I'm supposed to be picking it up in next Friday. Woo woo! So I am, I am joining the Nvidia 3070 family. Oh, so it's going to be lo looking real nice. Congratulations. So let me know, was there anything that you were expecting or wishing to see out of this presentation? Hmm, let's see. Anything I was expecting? I honestly was expecting what their plan was. And, and what I mean by that is I know they were going to focus more on their audience in Japan uh, with some games and, and making sure that that community is something that they were putting a, a footprint on. I know that we were going, I really wanted to see something from the xCloud and what they were doing with the game pass. Cause I, I believe their game pass on paper and just playing it myself, having the game pass is a better, I want to say a streaming or an opportunity to play more games than what PlayStation has with the now, the PS now. So I was really curious to see what they were going to do with that and show uh, their plan, their plan for current gen, their plan for next gen, because the, the, the head people in Xbox have been taking jabs at Sony with the backwards compatible and with certain things that are happening. And, and the fact that they went ahead and they, they paid for that beast of a studio, Bethesda. Again, that's why it was Xbox and Bethesda in the conversation. It wasn't just Xbox. So to flex the money, to see the exclusive titles, to see what they're planning for 2022 and 23, that's what I was expecting for Xbox to do on the stage. I think the one thing that I wanted to see is what was their plan with Bethesda, right? Because uh, there was a lot of talk, like, you don't, you don't spend that much money and not get exclusives. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Any new games coming out of Bethesda are Xbox exclusives. I mean, you can still play on the PC, but it's still within the Xbox family, right? right? And I, I, I think that the thing that's interesting, like, they, they came up with the plan and everything, is that I don't think Xbox cares whether or not you're playing on the current, the next gen, or the PC, they just, and even with the mobile, they just want you a part of their ecosystem. While Sony seems like, because they don't have an ecosystem set up that way, they're starting to do some PC games over. It feels like Sony's like, hey, look, we want exclusives so that you can buy said title. And that's why the conversation of the news coming out about, you know, certain deals to, to keep certain features out of games so that you would buy a PlayStation system. And I just think it's interesting and it's, it's kind of cool that Microsoft is like, we don't care where you play as long as you play in our family. And speaking of that, I, I mean, so far, the only game that I would get a PlayStation 5 would be the next Horizon game, right? But that won't happen until later next year. Oh, So yeah. I, there's no incentive for me to get it. But the, and then you think even more, they were bringing a lot of PlayStation games to PC like a year or two later mm -hmm. after they release on the PlayStation. 
So should I just wait a year and see if they actually bring Horizon? Because that's the only game right now. I think that is that is I, telling me to buy. I feel one. like they will bring it um, because they that's what they did with the first one. So I think it's something where again Sony wants to go into that market because it's almost like like I've said before. Like I consider PC next gen because it constantly evolves. It, a lot of times, give or take your setup, it is better than a console. Just the console keeps the you know the standard rate without you know, the overheating and the ridiculous cost. But if Sony is going to stick to their guns and say, hey, look, we want exclusive titles, they're going to be stubborn if they're going to stay the same thing. So that means the title might be, you know, years away from it, but they understand there's a demographic there. There's money to be made there. But I don't know if we'll ever see, you know, Sony come out and say, hey, look, hey, this is what we want to do. We want to go ahead and put, you know, the next God of War, the same release date, I, I don't think they're going to do. I think they're they're finding what they're doing and almost like a greatest hits. That's when you'll see it on PC. But I, I believe that title would go on PC at some point. So I'll, I'll have to wait, see what, what else they bring. I mean, I don't I, I'm not aware when they're supposed to have their their next show, Sony, but I'll be I'll be keeping that a lookout for that one. But going back to Xbox in in the show, we got to see 30 titles. It was probably the most diverse lineup from Xbox from any Xbox E3 show. Um, they and they were also touting that 27 out of those games will be available on Game Pass day one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot. That's really that's that like you said that's a flex right mm-hmm. there. They're basically showing you, hey, join our family. You can play all these titles day one when they release if you join the Game Pass uh, subscription. Yeah, and and the Game Pass from what I've um I've had the Game Pass and it just it's so. It's so easy. It's so simple. You would think like it's just the norm. It's basically like like Netflix on a video game. It's without you leaving the house, you can play classic games and it's literally just the price of four or five games. And you can see how beneficial it is when you have games like Outriders or maybe you're playing a game like the Forza or even the new one, Starfield. The fact that if you just picked four games that grabbed your attention and you're like, I'm 100% going to buy said game. If you just did the battle, if you just did the pass, I was going to say battle pass. If you just do the pass, you're going to get that game and get a chance to play other games that you you probably weren't ever going to play. So it it's a really good system that they have set up. Just it's super. It, I feel like the Game Pass announcement and the continuation of what they're backing with it with the titles is, if not just as big as any game that they revealed during this uh, showcase. You know, their biggest titles are coming to Game Pass Day One. You mentioned Starfield. That's the new Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. They've said this is going to be Xbox exclusive, but I'll play on the PC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it looked interesting. It looked interesting, but I still want to see more. They showed us some some alpha in-game footage. This game is supposed to be a sci-fi RPG, mm-hmm. and they did mention that this is something that they've been working or thinking about for 25 years. Wow. Like they've been wanting to make this game for a while. I'm just wow at the the fact that they would say that because the conversation with Cyberpunk is like, oh man, they've been working on that game for eight years, but not really. I mean, just the idea, developmental, you know, didn't happen until later on in the process. And I'm sure the same thing with Starfield. So it's just it's amazing to have a project at that point. It's got to be a passion project. Twenty five years in the making. Yeah, the, the, I remember also hearing that it's the Skyrim of like space. I did hear that. Uh, space Skyrim. That's what got my attention. So, so I, I will be really interested in see what really comes out of this game. Um, and they did show us a release date. They are aiming November of next 11, year. Eleven. Yep. That that special day that they use for those uh those Elder Scroll games. Wait, really? Yeah, I believe so. I believe 11? I think it's eleven eleven, and I think the last title they released was uh. An Elder Scroll game for that same date. Interesting. I also remember seeing some news that there was an Easter egg in the oh, trailer and the video uh, regarding like to you know the Elder Scrolls. Oh, then I gotta look series. at that again. So I think it said like it almost showed like a map of what you know what area of the next Elder Scrolls you know six is going to be. Mm. And I watched it two or three times. I've got to, I got to look at it again. Okay. Hey, well played. So I'm well pretty played. excited for that one. Yeah. I mean, they're so, they're so tricky. I, I can never catch these little Easter eggs. No, no, but, no, no, no. Uh, I'm same thing with me. I need someone to show me or tell me, Hey, look, check this out. Look behind here. 
this is the Easter egg to look for. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, the next game that they showed, I actually, this is the first time I've heard of the Stalker series. This, uh, I, I did some digging. I was like, well, Stalker 2, then that means there has to be a Stalker 1, mm-hmm. right? So this, the previous Stalker game, the la- there was actually three games prior to this. Oh, okay. Uh, the last one was back in 2009. Um, and actually, Stalker 2 has been delayed. It was originally announced back in 2010, but it was canceled and it was picked up again in 2018. So now we finally get to see a trailer, and it looked really, really interesting. This is a, a, a first-person shooter survival horror uh, they mentioned it's going to have 4K resolution, ray tracing, and the the story, the setting is is in Russia. Um, the game is uh, Heart of Chernobyl, so every you know atomic bomb went mm-hmm. down. Well, no, not atomic no, no, bomb. it was the nuclear the, the plant. explosion, the nuclear yeah. plant. Yeah. Um. So you will see like monsters, stuff that's mutated, some random like anomalies that you see. So it looked very creepy, very interesting. And I'm I'm very interested in picking this up. This is coming out next year in April. Yeah, and it's a day one pass. Another exclusive. Yep, day one. Another exclusive. No, it looked good. In, in my opinion, it looked good. It was something uh, different with the uh, the guns. It kind of reminded me of Outriders and um, Destiny with the details of the firearms. But the I saw something where the devs were showing the uh, mocap and the facial animation that they put together for the acting. And it was really top level stuff so i'm really excited about it for the fact of the possibility of again technology they're constantly pushing the envelope in this game i mean who doesn't like a game where you're shooting something in a scary spot where all the lights in the house need to be on maybe that's just me that's maybe (laughs) that's how i play turn all the lights on oh man Uh, but yeah we got several more you know exclusives that were shown another game they didn't show much but this game called contraband this is by avalanche studios uh uh, these devs are known for the just cause series Mm -hmm. or the mad max rage 2 game well they only showed a brief you know less than a minute uh just teaser this is supposed to be a co-op smuggling you know type of game set in the 1970s it's supposed to be open world um but they didn't really show us a, a, a date for no, it. So unfortunately. they might not be ready. Maybe it's, you know, late next year or 2023. Who knows what they're actually going to bring to us. But it, it, it looked interesting. I feel like that's going to be a uh, recurring thing as we go down the list because it's just going to be like, all right, look good. And it was a CG, you know, trailer type thing with the game engine. But we don't know when it's going to come out and we didn't get a chance to see it play but we're interested and i think what they're trying to show is they have stuff that's coming soon this year next year and they have stuff that they're working on that's coming the next three years Mm -hmm. to kind of show them that they're you know they are having exclusive games coming to their system Mm -hmm. Uh, next game is not a new game but we did get to see some new a crossover between sea of thieves and pirates of the Caribbean. very nice so I've played a little bit. I I honestly get seasick. Wow. I don't know if, if that's the thing by playing Sea of Thieves. Interesting. Like it's, interesting. Like a little queasy. I get a little queasy, and I'm just sitting here on my computer. I think I just need to stop looking at the, the ship moving up and down and just look up to the horizon. I think Maybe we problem. put a dot on your monitor or something. I don't to keep you level. Maybe. I mean, when I get in a boat, I'm fine because I actually counter the waves, right? So I'm balancing myself okay. all the time. Uh-huh. So it's a little different, but it looked really cool. And so this is a free upgrade, free DLC that's coming to Sea of Thieves. This is an original story. Um, you you see uh, many of the characters from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and this is coming out free next week yes. on the 22nd. And I've been on the fence of pulling the trigger on that game. And I'm like, ah, I might do it. Because it, it was it's a nice team up with Disney. Disney's fully in on... Uh, this game and it's been amazing to watch the devs their progress on this game from this small little project to out you know how big it is now and uh, the voiceover work it's not Johnny Depp but it's someone who sounds so good as uh, Captain Jack Sparrow so it's it's cool to see these characters cross over and they said they have a very interesting story that um, keeps the magic of what Disney put together with that but at the same sense brings it into the world that they have on Sea of Thieves so it it was a good a good glimpse and we also got other games that are not, you, you know, uh, coming 
exclusive to to Xbox. Uh, we got to see some additional uh, gameplay from Battlefield 2042, game by Dice and posted by EA. This is coming out later this year in October. Um, they did show us some in-game footage where they have up to 128 players in the lobby. Like that, that trailer looked nuts, and I think they showed more than um, some of the other yep. shows that have had a ch- chance to show Battlefield 2042. Yeah, there was something special on that that some kind of deal they had where it's like, listen, we're going to be a part of this just as big as everything else. And yeah, they did show a lot. And I did like how, um, was broken down as far as, uh, just them showing the level of damage that you can do in the chaos that is battlefield. Um, the other thing that kind of goes with, uh, destiny, destiny, um, to, you know, the communities, they're not an uproar, but there's conversations because battlefield showed off their, um, I believe they showed off their, no, it wasn't Battlefield. Oh, it wasn't Battlefield. We'll talk about it later. We haven't got there yet. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking Master Chief. Oh, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, we'll get there in a oh, bit. Oh, yes, we will. Um but but I'm excited for this game. What's funny is I every so I work I work in the aerospace industry, right? So I I'm familiar with some of the aircraft. So I notice the V22s uh, or something like a V-22, that's the tilt rotor, but it, it had uh, basically almost like a, a jet instead of, of, of rotors for it. So I saw that they had something like that that they were thinking of uh, will be in the future. So that I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay, cool. All right, nice to see that it's accurate, but uh, going kind of, I guess, in a futuristic way. Yeah, yeah. It's always cool to kind of see some of that, you know, some of the imagination, some of these devs think of, you know, what could be possible in the future and, and kind of a, you know, war scenario. What do you think about the big tornado thing? The sandstorm, the tornadoes. At first I almost thought like, is this like a battle Royale mode that's coming to battlefield? Uh-huh. But I think they've mentioned somewhere that it's not, you know, it's just part of this new game mode, but it's not a battle Royale. Type. Right. No, it's going to be interesting that you you're fighting to the death against the other team. Here comes a tornado and you're like, come on, let's work together just to survive. And then I'll kill you later. Yeah, they even show like you're able to, you know, use that uh the that bodysuit or something, the the to kind of glide oh, around yeah. the tornado. Yeah, and they said uh you so, have to not everybody gets that, so it's not equipped equipped with everyone. So you might have to find it oh. exactly. Yep. You might have to find it. And if you have it, then you can use it. But if not, you t- you might just be flown all uh you may be across the map. It just it's, it's battlefield. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. I, I remember playing a lot of Battlefield 4 on the PS4 with my buddies, mm-hmm. so uh, I have several of my friends are excited and will probably be picking it up on PC. Um, how did you feel about them not having campaign mode, just saying off the, the jump, hey, look, we're not going to go that route? I mean, it's okay. Most of the time that I spent on Battlefield is multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I know some folks are a little upset because they're having, you know, it's the same price, like there, hey, it doesn't have a campaign, so I'm I'm having to pay sixty dollars for it again, but it's not a full game. But I mean, wasn't Call of Duty? Didn't Call of Duty did something similar? Yeah, recently it was something like last... that. Was it the what was the one like maybe three three iterations ago, where it was something similar? Yeah, they base it was it was just you know multiplayer. That was it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, so maybe go for it. I I don't know if it, if it you know takes away from the experience from the game not having a campaign. Yeah, I just, I, I agree with the same thing. I don't think they have what maybe um, Destiny or Division and some games where it's like, hey, look, there's a campaign, there's a story that you need to do with the lore. But I think it's more of a, when you, when you think Battlefield, you're thinking about the PvE, PvP type of experience somewhat. So I just think they know what, they, what, they're, what they're good at. And matter of fact, they said that, hey, listen, we're not, we're not that. We like to focus on what Battlefield is known for. And you're just going to shoot a bunch of people. So I've, I've got no problem with it. Yeah. We also got some more news. This is just, you know, every time we get more news regarding uh, you know, Game Pass. So now with Bethesda, um, whenever they join, I think they had 30, 30 games launched within the first couple of months to get on Game Pass. Well, they're adding 10 additional games uh, from Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Uh, it includes Dishonored, uh, Doom, Devil Within 2, 
Rage, Wolfenstein 2, uh, Fallout 1, 2, 3. Um, so yeah, now, now they have a total of 30 games from Bethesda available through Game Pass. It's it's so smart. They keep increasing the value of of that. Service. Yeah, exactly. You paid for it. It's in your backyard now. Now you've got to make the money on it. So it it makes sense. And speaking of Bethesda games, we also got some just updates on existing games. Um, we're getting a Doom Eternal will be optimized on Xbox Series X and S. It'll have sixty frames per second with ray tracing, and there's also going to be a free update so you can play in in uh, up to one hundred twenty frames Ooh. per second. So that that's coming out next at the end of this month. So on six twenty nine. Okay. They did do a sneak peek for Skyrim. They're celebrating their tenth anniversary this year. So uh, I guess where where do you think they're gonna put Skyrim now? <laughs> <laughs> I can only right because it's like almost like it's almost like every year they put it into a new platform. They do, <laughs> and um, now that you're saying it with the the sea of thieves and and being nauseated the same thing would happen to me when i would play this i would play it in um playstation vr and so i'm like i already beat the game i played it it got re-released again it seems like every you know every year or so it gets re-released on something else and i'm like you know let me play this game in vr and i was like this is a great idea and i think like less than 30 minutes in on it, i'm like i have no idea what's up and down in reality and i just i couldn't continue to play it so yeah, just 10th anniversary. It's going to be on Xbox. going to be cleaned up looking nice. Yeah, that's probably true. There's probably just going to be an optimized version for Series X and S. Um, they also show some extra information for Fallout 76. They're getting some more DLC from the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, they also showed some more free DLC from Steel Rain. And, and next year, they're showing, they're bringing expeditions. Uh, I think they're taking folks to Pittsburgh. That's what they showed in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I, I honestly, I picked up Fallout 76 very early. Uh, and I don't know if you ever played it, but early on, it had a lot of issues. Uh, so I kind of got, you know, pushed away from it. I haven't had a chance to go back, but I've heard that the community is growing. And thanks to the partnership with, with, uh, with Xbox and it being on Game Pass, it's actually gotten a second win. It has a second life now with that community. Okay. No, see, for that same reason, I never touched it. Like, I was like, hey, you know, there we go. Fallout, let's do it. And then I heard all the bad press about it. I'm like, oh, I'll just stay away from it. But I have heard that, you know, they have been, um, you know, focusing on the game and adding more to it. And this shows that, again, it's not a title that's been uh, left in the dust. And another game that's still going is Elder Scrolls Online. They're actually doing. Just two days ago, they did their enhanced uh, Xbox Series S and X version. Wow. Uh, that's another game that I picked up on PlayStation 4. I think I also got a copy on PC. It's, it's, it's one of those games that I, I want to be... Like, I love the idea of a fantasy world or game. Right? Like, I love movies, but somehow I can't get pulled in as much into an actual fantasy-type game. So that's one of the games that, like, man, I wish I'd be more into this. Um, and I think, I don't know if it's, you know, I, I don't have, I haven't found a, a group of folks that are, you know, want to play it or, I don't know. I think it's just Destiny just, you know, it has me in it in its hand all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't look anywhere else. This is where you belong. That game's been around since uh, 20, I think 2014. Oh my goodness. Yeah, 2014. Oh my God. Wow. And they're like, hey, let's let's do it again. Let's enhance it. Again, you paid yeah, for the yeah, studio. I mean, they releasing, you paid for the studio. They Yep, they keep releasing um, you know, yearly content, yearly DLC. So, you know, it's it's not it's not stopping. Which is good. That's good. Right. Well, next game we're gonna talk about, this is the one everyone's been, you know, waiting for years if you're an Xbox fan. We got to see more of Halo Infinite. And the Halo community rejoices. They did. They did I, mean, yeah. I was excited. I, I this, was excited. I'm not, even out a, in... I'm not even a Halo fan. I was excited. Yep. This game is coming out this holiday. They showed us more of the multiplayer. And actually, the multiplayer is free to play, right? So you you can... I can go in there and die I without guess. being attached to any storyline and have someone dressed like a samurai take the sword and just slice yeah. my soul. Just take it from me. Speaking of the samurai, that reminded me of one of the skins that we have in, in Iron Banner. 
Oh, there's a samurai skin? For a, yeah, there's basically, for Iron Banner, one of the Titans looks looked very similar to it. Titan, right? uh. Warlock over here. <laughs> but no, they did, t- did they say that PvP can be up to 120, 120 frames per second? I mean, the, the game looks beautiful. Um, it, this is probably the most open world like Halo game, right? That they've ever made. And I also saw, um, if I was correct, a grappling hook. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I saw a grappling hook. Like, hey, look, I need that gear. Let me pull that back. Like, I don't know if you can do it to like take someone's weapon from them. Like, that would be so disrespectful. Ooh. Like, to take someone's shotgun and just blow their head off. But it looked good. The uh, the headshots look good. The the vehicles and just the speed of it, well edited. And um, I was excited for it, even though I'm not. I have no idea what the heck is going on. And it looks good compared to the last time Xbox went ahead and showed us anything with Halo. And then that became a meme. So it was really good to see them, you know, <laughs> put something out, put their best Redeemed face forward. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They did a really good job with the presentation. Um, I, I actually, so I, like I said, I never owned an Xbox console. So I've only played multiplayer because my friends had, you know, Halo. But I did pick it up through um, the Game Pass, the the Master Chief Collection. Oh. Uh, I haven't really, I haven't really played through many of them. I started with with a, with a, a couple, so uh, I think I, I should probably focus on playing through them so I can prepare myself for Halo. There's just so many good games out. It's just it's tough. And then again with the Game Pass and and streaming games and things of that nature, just there's so many games. It's it's a great time to be a gamer. But I believe with the uh, the Halo, you know, I, I jumped a gun with the uh, Battlefield conversation, but they showed off, I guess, their Battle Pass or their Season Pass and how they're going to do it. And so let me know if I'm wrong because I'm the noob in uh, uh, Destiny 2. But the conversation was like, if you did a season in Destiny 2, the items in which a lot of the items that you, you, you get towards the end, they disappear. You don't get them when they do a new season in Destiny 2. And so Halo was going to do something different where it's like, hey, listen, whatever you do on the battle pass, whatever you do on the season pass, and if you want to go ahead and pay for a previous season or pass, however they want to turn the terminology for it, then you can go ahead and do it and you get to keep all those items. So Destiny 2 players were like, we want in, we want to do that too. Well, that was me. That's what I said. Yeah, so they've they've tried something. uh, Basically, like the seasonal content, they're not getting rid of it after the season's over, but at after the, the you know the year long you know, um, whenever we get to the next big DLC, that's when it'll kind of resets. Mm-hmm. But see the the in the span of four seasons, it doesn't remove that content. Okay, so I think that's what it was. They were saying, hey, look, an expansion comes out. Until the next expansion comes out, you've got these items. Go for it, get it. And as soon as the next expansion comes out, the next expansion for Destiny 2, I'm pretty sure it's called the Dad Panther. And once that comes out, <laughs> don't quote me on it. Once that comes out, you you lose all those items again. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what their uh, their setup is on that. Uh, the next game that I wanted to talk about briefly, and I, I actually don't know anything about this, is the Plague Tale Requiem. All you see is like this, <laughs> this wave of rats yes. going through this Bend village, the two this small town. Left no more. Yeah, there's just rats everywhere in this game. I saw, I saw someone play this game as a streamer, like, and it was, I couldn't turn away from it. Apparently there's some story where there's rats taking over and there's priests and there's nuns and there's a, like a plot or a conspiracy, like there's a group of people that have a plague or a disease and they must be cast away from everyone else. And it's wild. It's a good looking, fearful game. But yes, there's things happening in this game I can't explain. But the graphics at the end where you see the kid like overlooking, I think it's like a seaside or something. Mm -hmm. Like that game looks beautiful. No, it it looks good through the the whole point. Like there's there's elements where it's almost like... um, Assassin's Creed where you have to kind of sneak around and do stuff. There's other elements where it's like you're running from someone and you have only a quick amount of time to to maneuver through the city and through the town. And if you don't, the the bad guy or they catch you and they'll they'll kill you and they do it in a different way. So it's kind of like, okay, start all over 
and figure out exactly where you were supposed to go, who you were supposed to ask, even to the detail of knocking on, you know, people's doors as you're asking for help. So it's an interesting title I have my eye on. Yeah, and I think the the previous game, because this is a sequel, it the previous game, and I can't remember the, the title, but it's a Plague Tale something, uh, came out 2019. So that's probably what you've seen from, oh, from okay, streams. Okay. You know, it's interesting because somebody said um, apparently in Australia right now and and they're saying like, it's interesting that they showcase this game in Australia right now. Apparently there's spiders. I mean, hundreds of them. If if you're not, you know, with spiders, stay away from Australia, apparently, because there's something going on where they're everywhere. And there's even something where there's rats everywhere. I need to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I saw that, I'm like, I was confused for a little bit. I'm like, is that a news story or is that an actual game? And I'm like, no, it's a game. It just so happens that on the other side of the world, they're going through something. But yeah. This game will come out next year. They didn't say if when, but it's probably like, you know, fall of next year. Um, but this will, will come day one to game pass and it is not an exclusive. I, I looked that up. So it'll be available on, on PlayStation as well. You know what was interesting as well? Like the next game that that we'll talk about, um, Far Cry Six, right? Ubisoft had their own show. Oh yeah, the UB Ford. Xbox Xbox showed more about this game than Ubisoft did in their own show. I honestly think they're just deals happening. We're just not privy to that information. Some there's something there's a reason why they do it because it just. Yeah, a lot of people even talked about it uh, on social media. They're like, they thought it was interesting that Far Cry went ahead and showcased more stuff and people like what they saw. Don't get me wrong. It's a great looking game and I'm pretty sure it's going to hit the levels of uh, the political thing that they normally do with these games. But just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming there's a deal. Hey, look, Xbox, we want to look good. Let's, can we save something? Save a little something for us. And there's probably... And there's probably, I don't know if it's like, hey, we know that your show is going to be, have more eyes on it. Let's throw in our biggest game that's coming out. Mm, there's soon. another thing, yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I agree. There's probably some deals happening in the background. But um, I've actually never played a Far Cry game. Oh, they're fun. They're fun. And the level of detail that uh, the devs do, Ubisoft does... Um, I, I believe there was one that they did um, where the setting was like in Africa and they actually worked to design their own language and even to the point where if you kill one of the NPCs, you can kill an NPC and it will change the story of what you're doing. Like there's some people, I think Chef Chili was talking about there was like a level or something that he wasn't able to know that was, um, I'm, I'm going to, that's going to be a thing for me. Talk about a game that I'm referring to something else, but in that game, you can actually kill an NPC and like, okay, what's next? And the devs are like, well, well, you always thought about shooting someone and what would happen? Well, if you do it. So I'm curious if they continue that same thing, but Far Cry has been some significant stuff as far as what they, they set up the freedom that you have to kind of just chaos. Yeah, so that's probably something that I'll I'll see what other people are playing. I probably won't pick it up myself. The other, the one thing that 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 I I like to play games in hundred percent of Far Cry games have a lot of side quest type stuff that you want to clear on their maps, right? So I I don't know if I'm ready for that level of anxiety to play a game like that. <laughs> no, I I I would mess around with the game, but there's no way. I just I don't finish games. I just don't. I it's like like I see something like Squirrel, and that's it. And I moved on to the next title. In most cases, are you a fan of indie games? Uh, yes. I mean, going with the right now that we're we're there's some big studios. Don't get me wrong, that are putting amazing stuff out. But a lot of the indie developing crew, they'll come out with a game, and the game is just it's good from the moment you get it. It's just the the passion. I don't know. I can't explain what it is, but it's just like you're a lot of them. You're getting a really good game. So yes. It, it and you can definitely tell like you know the the love attention the detail that they put in you know some of these teams are really small like maybe a dozen yeah with a kickstarter they'll uh -huh. create a yeah they'll create a master masterpiece i mean one of the games that they showed there has my attention i love pixel art you know i love games that have that type of art style and mostly it's not a nostalgia thing you know it takes you back to when the games you know, we're limited, right? right. And, you know, eight bit, sixteen bit, but now they've they've taken, you know, that art style, 
but mixed it with the graphical capabilities of today's systems great something beautiful and i think the the game that they showed called replace that that is a a basically evolution of that type of art style and those type of games you get to see this beautiful dystopian cyberpunk it's a platformer that's set in in neo phoenix so this game is coming out next year and it is an exclusive a title for Xbox and it's coming day one. Ooh. But it it looks just it looks very, very interesting. Um and I'm definitely I'm definitely interested and I'm probably gonna pick that up whenever it does launch next year. Yeah, it did have a cyberpunk like an eighties vibe to it, yeah. Uh the the last things that we'll go over is we, we did get uh a glimpse at a actually pretty funny trailer. Um for the Outer Worlds 2. I don't know if you <laughs> had a chance to play that game, but they were basically yes. making fun of themselves yes. or making fun of the industry of, hey, we're going to show you this really cool shot with these really cool yes. graphics, uh, sun flares here. Hilarious. You know, and and all they really had, like, oh, we only have a name for the game. Yeah, so. and I, I loved it because they didn't have to do anything, but it, they're obviously continuing what they've been doing for multiple different small teaser trailers it gets the conversation out there and they're just laughing at themselves and and the situation that is like a lot of devs are doing it so they're like hey look we're just going to own up to it and uh make a little haha at it so there's nothing wrong with that yeah and i know i know sage is excited because he loved other worlds i think that was his uh game of the year oh, okay. when that launched um so i need to try it myself i haven't had a chance but um I, it's something that i want to pick up now that i have you know game pass the have you ever played any similar games yes yes and i would i would fly them and i would i would say you know one day someone's gonna say can anybody anybody fly anybody fly a plane and i would say no a matter of fact i wouldn't even raise my hand but yeah <laughs> yeah i do but not enough to be like i'm excited about the game for what it looks like and the tech that they put in to make this look amazing but yeah flying yeah, they did. They did a good job with the the new flight simulator from Microsoft. Um, the it's getting a console launch on Xbox, uh, July twenty seventh, and they did show that they're uh, giving a free expansion this fall, and it's you're gonna get to be able to be um, a Maverick, Top Gun, and fly jets in the game. Yes, yes, and they they said there's a lot of jets that they have. They only in the, the, the trailer that they show, they only I think there's only like two, maybe three confirmed. But yeah, they can't go yep. into any detail because of the uh, the movie being, you know, pushed back and whatnot. They don't want to spoil anything. But that is exciting that you're going to get that for free. That's exciting that you're going to be able to go, like the dev said, really fast, an incredible sense of speed um, with those airplanes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I know folks will be excited. I don't have like a setup to play. Like I'd like to have a, you know, you know uh, shift everything just the whole setup to play kind of play that game but it's it's quite a bit of an investment not gonna lie yeah it's just it's the <laughs> same thing with sim. the the next game that we're about to talk about like it's uh, some of these games are just really awesome to have just a setup where you're immersed into the mechanical part of the game so it's just it's it's a cool game but i mean to really really do it i mean you're looking at a significant monitor and the rigging system that you would have to set up and just like fly all day yeah, the the next game, like you mentioned, Forza, uh, or how do they pronounce it? Forza, Forza. Yeah. I, I think I got I it think wrong. So. But um, Forza Horizon Five, this uh, this game looked oh, ridiculously beautiful. So beautiful. I'm not much. The only racing games that I play are Mario Kart games, right? So, I mean, I've played I played some old school, you know, Need for Speed back in the uh -huh. day, but. I, Recently, I've not played like a Forza. I haven't played any of those, but just by looking at the detail, everything that they show in this game made me want to get it. I don't know if, and the other part is it's in yes. Mexico. So I lived in Mexico for six oh, years, okay. so, and when they showed the 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 map in Guanajuato City, like I've been there, so that hit close to home. I was like, man, I just want to get the game to just to kind of experience that. Okay. Yeah, just to experience okay. that. No, that's awesome because I saw there was something they were showing the um, a creek or a lake or something, and they're showing the stream. And they're like, "Hey, yep. here's the stream, and we spent so much time, you know, scanning twenty four plus hours 
to just get the sky and the lighting to, and then here goes cars that drive right through the river. And I'm like, wait, that's, that's the game. That's the game. I thought I was looking at a realistic picture that could have been like, I don't know, an intro to a movie. And that's just the level of what it is. And the, and the scary thing about this is they're still about a year or so away from the next title, which is the, 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 the main one Forza six. Like this is just a little bridging point, a little, little gap, a little something to, you know, to hold you over until the, the sixth one comes out. So that one was really, oh, really? impressive. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that this, this is, this, uh, this is a little something, something. Yeah. Forza six motorsport is their, their big one. This is just, uh, kind of like, nah, I wouldn't say an expansion. They're adding some stuff to it and they've got some new technology that they're, they're going to use and some stuff that current gen will be able to use as well, but they're still constantly develop developing, uh, the sixth Forza. Oh man. Well, this game will be available in November, November 9th. So if you're a fan of the Forza or any racing game, I mean, this, mm. this would be a great pickup. I think it was, it got, it, it got the, uh, uh, most anticipated game award from E3 this year. Well, justifiably so. It looked amazing. And again, November 9th, I mean, the timing on it is, is right there for the holidays. So it's going to be one of those games that you can pick up. I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see the bundles with that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, to finish off the show, they, they teased us with a brand new IP out of Bethesda uh, Softworks and Arcane. Uh, we got to see a almost like a cinematic trailer of Redfall. This is coming out summer of next year. It's an open world shooter and it kind of ties in like a, um, I don't know if it, what was it like vampires? Yeah. I can't even explain it. Like there's like some kind of demonic vampires, you know, cultists. And there's a but team it looked, it, to, to, to battle whatever this is. Yeah, you see up to uh, you know four players basically. What it looks like, and each has their own abilities and skills. So I think this is going to be an interesting game, and I can't wait to see and hear more about it. Yeah, and it just it's unfortunate that there was no nothing else from it. I mean, even with the the, the good, I mean, amazing looking trailer that they gave us, and the characters, you you can see that each one of them had their own personality. From the guy with the uh, the gun that was shooting out stakes. So it just, it was really cool to look at, but no one really knew what it was. So it's kind of like, all right, cool, you know, levitating book and there's a gang of four and I think there's a robot in there somewhere and it's just like, okay, so vampires. Okay. And this is from the same studio, I believe that's doing the uh, PlayStation PC game, uh, Deathloop. I think you're right. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see more about that, but like I said, it's kind of a, recurring thing some of the bigger titles or the titles that really grabbed people's attention uh just didn't have any gameplay and didn't follow up with any information on it they also mentioned since this is a new game by bethesda it is going to be an xbox exclusive gg i mean you you, you paid for it you paid for it you got it you got to show it off so it's going to be really exciting um like i said you know 30 different games we really didn't cover all of them all the announcements today but we went we try to hit the big ones um, but the message is, I think, the most diverse lineup that Xbox has shown at an E3 showcase. 27 out of the 30 games that they announced are coming to Game Pass Day 1. And and they are investing and putting uh, forth a... a, a uh, almost like a good intention. or they, they want to bring more exclusive games to their console, to, mm -hmm. to their system, because it's not just their console. You can play on mobile. You can play on PC. Yep. They want you to play in their ecosystem. Exactly. And I think they did a great job executing that. Um, the, the only, I guess, thing I would take away from it that, I mean, I wish they would have done is they ended it again with the Redfall. And like I said, there was nothing on it. So it was like something nice to look at. I think it would have been, I mean, I get where Halo was at, but I think to end it with Halo Infinite and to that sizzle that they put together with that, and you put an actual date other than like the holidays, I think that really would have just sent the message home. I think that would have been the home run for the whole presentation. I agree. It might have fit a bit, a little bit better if they're able to to finish it off with Halo. You know, that's that's basically the the star of 
of you know, Xbox. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and the other thing was like, you know, when you, when you look at what they were doing, even though the list is setting up the plan for the 2022 and 23 and everything like that, it just, it was a lot of trailers. It wasn't a lot of, well, you're going to get a chance to play that because there were even games like, like you said, the, the smuggler 1970s one, it was a really cool concept, but I mean, just for what we saw for two minutes. So like I said, I think it was still the best showing. It's just once they get everything going, it'd be really nice for them to, you know, have more dates, have more gameplay and a conversation with the devs. I agree. I think the one thing that they that, that lacked a little bit is showing more gameplay on more of the games. But it was still exciting. Yes. So the, the the future looks promising for Xbox Bethesda. You know, folks that, you know, join the Game Pass um subscription service. So things are looking pretty bright for them. Mm-hmm. Me likey. Me too. And I'm not like I said, I've never owned an Xbox. I'm not a, like a big Xbox fan, but man, they did a great job. They wanted me to buy one. Yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, even if you didn't, I mean, on PC and the fact you have the cloud and, and the conversation of with uh, the cloud, they revealed that um, if you have the current Xbox One, you'll be able to use the Xbox cloud to play next gen games. And they're going to go into more detail on that later. But as of right now, it looks like their promise of the next two years, you're going to get you know, top level gaming. A lot of people thought it was just like something like Forza where like, Hey, look, you're going to get Forza five in Mexico. And they're like, no, we're not just talking about top titles. We're actually talking about, we're, we're going to have a way to give you next gen gaming on your system. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and that, that my friends was it for the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Dad Panther. I'm, I'm really happy uh, that we finally got to do this, man. This, this has been in the planning for weeks now so really excited i had a blast uh, hopefully you did too <laughs> I, I had a blast don't get me wrong i had a blast i am sweating bullets over here like i went through two bottled waters and i'm my notes are everywhere my notes are everywhere i'm losing my mind i'm excited for being here um so you know if, i mean we i think it took us what two or three minutes to get going because i wouldn't stop laughing like, yeah, I don't know where, <laughs> what the heck happened, but it was like, and go and just, but, uh, we made it, we made it to the end. We did it. We, we definitely made it. Yeah. So I'm excited, uh, to get you guys this episode out. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you think let about today's know. episode. Uh, don't forget to leave us a rating or a review on your preferred podcasting platform. We would love to hear from you. You can either email us or send us a message through Discord on the GLN Discord. Ask us any questions you would like. Is there something that you want us to improve or are there any suggestions on topics or game reviews that you want us to do? Just let us know. You can find additional episodes of Game Loop Radio on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. Thank you for listening to our podcast.